Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your hosts, Dr. Doug Carriger and Mrs. Stephanie Wesco. Great to be back with you folks. You're not going to believe this, but we have Stephanie West go back in the podcast. And I think I hear a special sound coming along with her. I need to probably mute stuff is my guess. (laughs) No. Did you hear that special sound to welcome you back? I didn't. Oh, you can't hear it on your end. But when the podcast comes, you'll hear a heavenly harp playing in the background. But anyway, here we are. (laughs) I thought she could. I'm like, like, oh, no, is my phone making sounds that I'm not hearing? That's what I thought you were referring to. No, boy, that that failed, you know. So in podcast world, in the machine, a heavenly harp has played for you twice, but you didn't get to hear it. I even built it into my I even built it into the broadcast machine here. But listen, folks, we're so honored and thrilled to have you part of this broadcast and listen to us. Best I can tell, this is playing on the radio in four countries today as you're listening to it. And wherever you may be listening to us on a podcast or whatever the case may be, we're beyond honored. You know, all the preeminence goes to God. We're thankful that he allows us to do this podcast. We're thankful to have Stephanie back with us. And she's been so busy, busy, not only in the ministry, but in life and uh, wrapping up eight kids, finishing school and all those different things. And ladies being groups, in a car accident, being in know, a car. And I was going to get to that. So, yeah. you know, uh, Stephanie gets in car accidents. One time I was driving. So, I mean, I didn't get in the accident. Someone rear-ended us this time. She was driving and someone and rear-ended some- her. Yeah. I was going to say, at least that's my only consolation is I have not been the cause. Yeah. And thank God I, I wasn't. Have, but. So now is your car at the body shop now? What's going on with that? I took it in yesterday to um, the collision center where my insurance said to take it. And they're saying two to three weeks, best case scenario before they can even get it in. Thanks to our current wonderful the, um, the Biden part, mess. Biden buck yes. part thing. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, so, folks, I'm not being political. That's, that's I just can't stand subject. Biden. You know? Yeah. yeah I think he's ruining our country. Yeah. It makes, it makes yeah. my blood start bubbling oh, and steaming. So. You know, and yeah, you try to buy a gallon of milk these days. It's like buying a gallon of gas. It's ugly. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. folks, we're getting away from the negative juju and getting to the positive stuff. And that is God. There's joy in knowing the Lord and every single day. Every single day now when we come on this podcast, we bring a word forward that has something to do with PTSD, and we're not escaping any words or running from any words and things like that. And one word that's mentioned all the time to me by people I counsel with PTSD, by people who are dealing with PTSD, is a world called serotonin. And serotonin is a chemical that carries messages between your nerve cells and your brains and throughout your whole body. And you say, well, Doug, you're not a medical doctor. You have no medical training. You're absolutely right. The only training I ever had was a uh, combat lifesaver course. And, but I will tell you this, if serotonin is a big deal. And a matter of fact, most people with PTSD 
that have depression need to have those levels checked. And that's why we bring up those words. You don't have them checked with us. You don't have them checked with a, a layman when it comes to medical things, but you do have them checked with the doctor because it's a major yeah. cause, uh, Stephanie, of depression. And I know you and I both have had our levels checked and, and things checked because we want to make sure uh, yeah. that we have the health side covered as well. So we always yeah. recommend to you folks, when we bring up a word like serotonin, we recommend to you that we want to bring up a word like your family practice doctor and uh, or your internal medicine doctor to make sure those levels get checked because according to the American Medical Association, it has a pretty tough effect because we produce serotonin. And for some reason, people with PTSD, our brains get rewired a little bit. And I think we've talked about that in the past. Doctors tell us when they scan the brain of somebody with PTSD bad and somebody without PTSD, you can tell the difference. Your brain tries to protect you from that PTSD stuff. And so, you know, we're dealing with depression and we know that the Lord's got that covered a lot with people with PTSD. And we're in Psalm 34, a Psalm that probably I've got a lot committed to memory just by mistake working with pe people with PTSD. The righteous cry and the Lord heareth and deliver them out of all their troubles. The Lord is nigh unto them that are of a broken heart and save as such as be of a contrite spirit. So, so friends, let me tell you this. I, I think that, uh, be aware that you should have a medical examination. I mean, Stephanie, I think right in the beginning, remember you and I talked yeah. and you went to a doctor and they found out all kinds of stuff about you to include that you yeah. had some tumors. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and I think, um, with the PTSD thing, I, I remember my doctor was actually a vet. He was an army. He had been in the army. And, um, because of that, <clears throat> he, you know, he works with a lot of veterans and he knew when he, you know, when he, and he had, he had known me prior to, um, to, to us going to Cameroon. And then, you know, he's seeing me now after, and I, he was so gracious and kind. And when he, when he said to me, you have PTSD and that's, uh, you know, that's when, that's the main reason you're having all these whacked out things go on. And, I, to me, that was a hopeless sentence. Yeah. Um, and there's and Stephanie was, admitting her wackiness. Yeah. <laughs> and he was, but he was so good and gracious and yeah, he ran the test. He did the, um, EEG and it was good to do all of those things because then we weren't shooting in the dark. Okay. Then we're looking at the results of my, um, brain waves and going, yeah, your brain is whacked out literally. Um, when your brain waves are have gone, they were literally severely abnormal. Mm. And so, um, so, you know, so then I started going through treatments to help from a, from a medical psychological perspective to help with that. And, um, and, and I'm not saying I, I was still doing all of the same spiritual things I had been doing prior to that. Absolutely. Um, so, but they all are, are, we are interrelated. All of us, God didn't create, you know, three or four, in, you know, separate compartments. Every part of us interrelates. And so when you have the medical and the spiritual, you know, when you're rebuilding yourself spiritually, the same, same time you're working from a medical perspective to help your mind and to help those levels, it's huge because then the puzzle pieces can finally fit together and you can, you know, it makes the healing process um, incredibly more effective and I don't know. I mean, I'm, I think it's very important. I know for me personally, that made a huge, huge difference. Yeah, I, I can get that. 
And uh, I understand that. And I, I, so I guess what we're telling you folks is, listen, God first, God always spiritually get right. But uh, uh, as with the Apostle Paul, you know, he brought our doctor along with him. You know, read the books of Timothy and stuff. That Dr. Luke was there. He was providing, you know, physical care and caring to his physical side. So there's nothing at all wrong with going to a doctor, and we recommend it. So that was one of the reasons we put out the word this time. It's one of the first things I recommended to Stephanie as we started talking and going through things, which seems like a lifetime ago. But, uh, it, was, no. but it was only a few years back. Uh, and, and, folks, so I go through that. You know, as a matter of fact, I wrote my doctor this morning. She sent me a note and said, you know, Doug, we we got to do all your blood work again. And uh, her office did. So I wrote him back and said, you know, I can fast and do whatever you want me to do on these days. But I want to make sure I keep up with that stuff. And you need to do the same. And uh, so do that. And, you know, every state, if you don't have insurance, every state has help. Uh, with people who deal with PTSD and and those types of things, they may fall under a mental category, and and they'll get you some counseling, and they can help you with that. Every state in the United States does that, so be encouraged by that. And uh, we wanted to be an encouragement to you. So Stephanie, we've been cruising through the Book of Proverbs, and uh, since you last uh, were on with us, we've made it all the way to chapter twenty, verse number seven. And uh, verse number seven. So we remember what chapter 20 is as we go through it. It's talking about the wisdom, the weight, and the wickedness. And uh, boy, so as we look at this, remember those things. You know, the, the Bible is trying, Proverbs is trying to impart some wisdom on us. And it's drawing these comparisons and these different things that go back and forth. And and uh, uh, there's some noise going on back there. Stephanie, oh, is that you I'm or just, me? It's me. I'm getting my Bible She's opening that Bible praise. And we don't get that all the time. You know, only when <laughs> Stephanie's with us do we get the Bible banging. And uh, I'm, I'm glad we know she's opening that puppy. I'm a Bible banger. Huh? That's what she is. A holy rolling Bible banging friend of mine. And it says, so if you look at verse number seven, it says, The just man walketh in his integrity, and his children are blessed after him. And boy, I was thinking about that. You know, we're talking about a just, or you want to use the word righteous, that just or righteous man or woman who's living an upright life uh, is walking in integrity. And, mm. and that's a big deal. You're walking in a good place. You're walking with God. You're walking with wisdom. That's where the wise people hang out. And it's yeah. so much so that the Bible points out right, you know, right below it in that same verse, talking about the children that the results of this, his children are blessed after him. You know, when you pass on wisdom, when you're walking in integrity, when you raise people in integrity, when you're a parent and not a friend, when you don't roll over, when you're in the word of God, your children are blessed. And uh, that's a pretty big deal, Stephanie. Yeah, no, this is powerful. And you see this, the principle of um, walking in integrity. In other words, this is a day by day decision. Each step I take day by day with each passing moment, um, because it is impossible to have integrity without a fear of God. And so what I see here is a daily fear of God that governs a just man's path. And, um, We've all seen examples where a man has chosen to leave that path of integrity and where it takes them and the, and the shame um, that comes to their family, that comes to their children, 
because of decisions they've made and, yeah. um, yeah. you know, just what's gone on with, um, and not, not that I hate him, but, um, I, I have no respect for him, but everything that's happened with Josh Duggar and to think what his children, oh you know, this says yeah. his children are blessed after him, what his children are going to have to live with the rest of their life right, right. because of what their father did. And my heart breaks for them and for his siblings, you know, and some of his siblings have stood up and said, our brother, you know, they've called it out for what it is. A couple of his siblings had, have, and my heart breaks for them. You know, yeah, this is yeah. the older brother and he has brought so much shame to them. And, you know, I've told my dad and I've talked about different situations. Hey, Stephanie, let's, let's get right back to that in one second. Hey folks, we'll be right back with you. And we're back, folks. So Stephanie was just pointing out, you know, how Josh Duggar ruined his kid's life, how the opposite of this verse. And she was just getting to the point where she was saying her dad and her talked about that. So why don't you finish up on that for us, Stephanie? Yeah. So we were just talking about his situation and other situations that we know of, um, you know, because my heart goes out to the moms, to the, to the what it's, can you imagine being married to that? And, um, and I know in some cases the wives go right along with it. They, they will not come out and say what my husband did was sin. It was wrong. He deserves what he gets. And I do believe that's a wife's responsibility to stand up to sin, even if it's in her husband. And so I don't take the position a wife just rolls over and goes along and defends her husband when he's in sin. I do not believe that that's scriptural. I don't believe Um, it either, man. I think you call it sin, sin. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Um, but we've just talked about these situations, you know, in, in the Christian world, um, where this stuff has gone on and, and the awful shame and reproach that that brings to the kids in the scenario. And then, you know, my dad, we were talking specifically about, I was saying, you know, I can't imagine having to raise a bunch of kids like that by yourself. And dad looked at me and he's like, that's what you do every day. And I said, no, it's not. I said, my kids have the blessing of having had a father who left to them a godly heritage. Yeah. Who left to them a life of integrity. You know, Charles was not perfect, um, but he was a man of integrity. If he was nothing else. And he didn't go around raping kids and viewing child pornography. Yes, he was a man of incredible integrity. And my kids have that incredible. And so I think this verse is very precious because my kids are blessed um, to have had a dad um, that that was his life testimony because that was who he was. And so this is such a practical verse for any man out there um, and mother as well. But any man out there, are you are you being the kind of father, the kind of man that by your walk, you are blessing your children for the rest of their lives by your walk today. Amen. And that same question right back to the women. And here we are on verse yeah. number eight, a king that sitteth on the uh, in the throne of judgment scattereth away all evil with his eyes. So, you know, in the ancient world, a king, uh, you know, he did not only govern, he was also like the Supreme Court justice is the best way to say that. I looked up this verse and, you know, a faithful king 
would carry out that responsibility in the throne of judgment. And uh, so the idea here is, is a king, you know, sitting in a throne of judgment like that, he, he scatters or he gets away or he gets rid of uh, just the king sitting in that position and being a righteous king, being a right king, being just, uh, it scatters all the evil. People didn't want that king to be sitting there, didn't want that king to be right. And so it says, the king that sitteth in the throne of judgment scattereth away all evil with his eyes. Just being there and looking out at those people, it just goes away. And, mm. uh, you know, it's, it's a principle that would root out really evil of a society when that judge sat down, when he was the king, he, you know, there was no higher court. He made the decision. And I, I think it's important to understand a couple things from this verse that kind of catch my attention. Uh, you know, a king who sits on that throne and you're sitting on that throne in a right way, in a just way. And, uh, and, and you can literally shut people down. You just can't be part of the evil. So I think, you know, number one, you got to be a righteous king in the right place sitting there. And you got to, your heart's got to be right. You got to be someone who walks in integrity from that verse above here. And if you can do that, boy, you scatter evil in your kingdom. Yeah. Yeah. And I, this is to, you know, when I look at Proverbs, it's like, how can I apply this to today? And what I see here is God giving discernment to a godly king to to a godly authority figure and that as a mom, I'm constantly going to the Lord saying, God, give me, you know, cause I have eight kids and they're not all perfect. None of them are perfect any more than I'm perfect. And, you know, they get into squabbles and saying, okay, God, give me discernment to see what's going on. And what I see here is, is that this King was discerning. He yeah. could tell us because evil very often is cloaked in a beautiful white robe. <laughs> and so to, to be able to discern truth from error, evil from good, and God can give us that discernment today for um, decisions for as we look at situations so that either evil does have to scatter. Yeah. And, and we all know uh, that the devil can appear as an angel of light. I mean, the devil's a deceiver. He's a liar. He's a hater. He wants our souls. When we get saved, he can't have that anymore. But then he wants our families. He wants our ministries. And boy, he has emissaries, Stephanie. We've been yeah. talking uh, today. There's, there's an evil man that got accused of something. So now he's accusing someone else and went to Facebook and took all those things. But you know, God isn't missing one iota of yeah. what's going on. He's not missing one yeah. dot. He's not missing one period of what's being written. He's not missing yeah. one comma. You know, our God is not mocked. Uh, you know, uh, we got to remember, we don't serve a God that is mocked. We don't serve a God that bears false witnesses against neighbors. We don't serve a God that allows people to do that. We, and, and, you know, folks, somewhere along the way, somewhere along the way, as we grow with God, we can almost smell that out. And I think you as listeners know what I'm talking about. You can almost feel it. I was talking to a lady the other day on the phone and, and, uh, just quick counseling, you know, she's going through something very terrible, a very abusive person in her life. And she was able to get away and, and, uh, literally did some moving away and stuff. And, and, and she said to me, and this could be any of like 30 people I'm talking to. So don't try to guess who it is. If you know someone I'm talking to out there <laughs> at any given time, like right now I'm talking to 49 people. And, uh, and so if, if you were or 49 people and or couples, so if you were to look at that, but anyway, she said to me, she said, Doug, 
I knew it. I knew something was wrong. I mm-hmm. knew I shouldn't have dated this guy, but he was so good looking and so nice to me. But I knew that, you know, it's almost like there's a feeling, you know, and, and when the Holy Spirit of God is in you, you get that feeling. I mean, Stephanie said to us just, a, I think a month ago on the podcast, she made the comment that, you know, that guy creeped me out. I, I think mm-hmm. I think this is somehow hooked to that, Stephanie. Yeah, being creeped yeah. out, knowing. Yeah. Well, and it's understanding that God gave us, He gave us warning sensors. Yeah. And the joy of being a believer is yes. Can we still be fooled? Yes, because guess what? This Satan often appears as an angel of light. Look and, it up, folks. You know, it's my, real. Yeah. My kids have, you know, when we've talked about things in my past um, where I was duped, where I swallowed deception, hook, line, and sinker, my kids have said to me, Mom, how could you not see through their cover? How could you not see through their facade? And and I said, looking back, I see through it like <laughs> there was no facade even there. But I said, I clearly was not. I wasn't listening for the Holy Spirit's promptings enough because there was enough warning signs there I should have seen. And so understanding that being in tune with the Lord and listening and not getting swept away by, oh, that person has such wonderful charisma. That person is so eloquent when they speak. I, I am so, t- honestly, I'll take, I'll take someone now who's a redneck, who's very much the opposite of perfectly eloquent and all that, because if they're just real, you know, that's what I like is just real because I've been duped too many times by the perfect looking people. And so understanding that's not what life is about. Life is about being real, who we are with the good, the bad, and the ugly that we are who we are. And we live in a culture that feeds on fakery. The American culture literally feeds on it. Just look at the leadership in this country. It's completely fake. And that's what people seem to like. They want to feel good. They want to look, you know, feel like they're hanging out in a crowd where other people look good and feel good. And that's not what life is about. And so, um, you know, that's, you and I talked about that way back when of, and a lot of those people that have that facade are the abusers and they have two personalities and they can turn it off and they can turn yeah, it on. Yeah. And, um, so that's, this is, it's, it's a going to God and saying, Lord, give me discernment, Holy spirit, lead me and guide me, give me discernment. So I don't get swept away by appearance, by looks where that focus is kept on the Lord. And then he will, you know, looking to him and trust him that yes, we're human. So we're going to make mistakes. We're going to get duped sometimes, but we will avoid so many pitfalls if our eyes are on the Lord, because he'll, he'll, he'll send those warning sensors in us. He'll make them start going off. And if God does that, yeah, you better pay attention because 
you will get burned. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I hate to have to wrap up at this time, folks, but listen, we love you. What an opportunity it is to come across your earwaves. And again, if you if you want to talk to us, we'd love to talk to you about the ministry, the retreat that's up forthcoming. We love to talk to you about what's going on with your PTSD walk. Look me up at uh, Doug at WoundedSpirits.com or drop us a line over there on our Facebook account, Helpful Wounded Spirits. We thank God to have Stephanie back and we thank God for each and every one of you and we'll be right back in this thing tomorrow. May God bless you. Hey, wear that smile that only God can give you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you, but God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. Doug and Stephanie, thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at WoundedSpirits.com.